Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is going on, everybody? It is a beautiful Monday evening. We are here doing our 2023 athlete series uh, for the 2023 CrossFit Games. And I have I have with me the man, the myth, the legend, Logan Ewing. I am just Scott Schweitzer. I am his hype man. I am the Clydesdale. And we're going to talk about 23.1. But before we do, huge shout out to a couple of our listeners. We've had a huge surge in memberships to our YouTube channel today. And I want to say a huge shout out, huge thank you to Bruce Wayne, Amy Hill, Patrick Anderson, Corey Leonard. They all joined today with our longtime members, Wad Zombie and the Pit Team, th- Pit Team Throwdowns, as, lo- as well as our man Yash. Um, th- we appreciate you guys so much. You're all official members of the Clydesdale crew, and we are looking to put something together so that you know that you're part of the crew and something that only you as a member can get. So look for that in the coming days. Logan, what's going yes, on, man? Just got back from training. My perfect attendance record to this podcast is now gone. I was tardy and unprepared. Yeah. Uh, I'd make you do push-ups, but you probably already have. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot of pushing today. Well, that's not true. I did push press, shoulder overhead. So can't do too much pushing today, you know? Yeah. So I, I have a bunch of questions for you because this season has gone a little weird to begin with, uh, typical, I think of any CrossFit season, um, you train pretty much full time in Cookville. You live in Colorado. CrossFit made the decision that you are going to be in, um, in the West for this season, American West. Did you know that going in or did you, um, or did you find out when you registered? Uh, it was <clears throat> it was kind of up in the air um, what was going to happen because I'm a dual resident. So like real realistically, this off season I spent a lot of my time in Colorado, like most of it, um, and then ramping into the season I've spent quite a bit training with Roman. Um, so it's I would say it's more than fifty fifty. Like it's more Colorado than Cookville, um, just because the off season. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of how that went. Um, that's, I'm in Colorado right now. Um, so just, yeah, we just reached out to CrossFit cause, um, there's other people too that were kind of under the same circumstance that we knew about. And they were like, Hey, like, what, what do we do? And they're like, um, yeah, just, it was almost like you kind of got to, I don't want to say choose, but kind of that makes sense i think i understand, I, what, you're, I understand what you're saying i, I think understand what you're saying the only year that they go with this format because i think there's going to be people not any that i know of so far 
but there's some that there's kind of speculation. I think there's going to be a lot of people that just go West for the open for quarters for whatever it is. And they, like, they made it clear, like I can do quarters at mayhem. I think I could have done all three workouts at mayhem, all three open workouts at mayhem. So I don't, yeah, it's, it's weird. So it's, it's, it's not just you. So I'm not picking on you specifically. I no. did a sort yeah. um, through some tips from my, from people I got um, on the leaderboard. And they're just people that traditionally work out of like comp train in Boston who are in the West, yeah. who um, <clears throat> live in Iceland, but they're in American West. Yeah. It's, like uh... it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And my beef with CrossFit forever has been just be transparent about what's going on. Just be, say it's your first year. You're working your way through it. There are exceptions to the rule. We get, we get it right. But don't just hide and let us find it out on the leaderboard and then ask the question. Yeah. It's, it's kind of complicated too, because their rule book is very simple. Like on that, it says like, if you're affiliate, if you're affiliated with a West gym, that's where you are. So I don't know it, it, the fact that they said I could do all my workouts at mayhem. It makes me wonder like, what, what is the proof of your, like, what's, what's an affiliate mean, you know? Um, but then if you're not affiliated, you have to prove like you have to show a bunch of stuff. So it's, I don't know. It, yeah. So you, it's obvious with team, right? Those people that have declared they're going team, it is the affiliate that they are at because all four have to work out at that affiliate. And it is very simple right? It's the individual that gets really, really complicated. Yeah. And I think, so that's not why I had you on the show. It's just <laughs> a question I had, right? The question we all have, and there's really no answer. So, so you've been training with Roman at Co in Cookville. You are in Colorado today. What is the elevation effect that you have by having to do the workouts in Colorado? Uh, I don't know if I really notice a difference cause I've lived here my whole life. And from what I understand, um, and from what like the U Boulder puts out, like they're, they're smart people there, um, is that it takes a long time to lose that, um, adaptation. And because I'm here 50% of the time, um, I don't think I've ever lost it. So I think I think I don't notice a difference when I'm here, but then I do think I notice a difference when I go back to Cookville or like at Waterpalooza last year, like stuff like that. I think when I'm at a lower elevation, I, I feel the benefit, but I think when I'm up here, it feels normal. That makes sense. But if I spend like a month straight at low elevation, I, I don't feel the advantage anymore. But I, when I come back to Colorado, I don't feel a disadvantage. Okay. So, you're competing out of the West. I know when you and I talked earlier in the year, there was an attempt to put together a team that apparently fell through. You Can you share any of those details or do you prefer not to? I, I mean, I don't have any details to share. Um, it just kind of just kind of fell out. And then now they do. There is a team. Um, but I'm not on it and that's fine. Um, I, I want to compete Indy. Um, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, it's, it's on the leaderboard now, so I think I can share it, but it's, it's Angelo, um, Sam and Zoe there. They live in Cookville. They've lived there 
they moved there before there was talk of a team. Um, but they were on eighth day's team in 21 and she was on their team this year. He was at granite games and then Kyra from underdogs. Yeah, I did see that announcement made. Um, and so I've always viewed you as an individual athlete. I was surprised actually, when you said to me, you were thinking about going team, what, what was in your head that said, I'm maybe I need to try this or, um, just to get some experience at a different avenue. Yeah, it was, it was kind of basically a year after I was a year behind Sasha. Cause that's what she did last year. She, but she'd made the games the year before as an indie. Um, but she wanted, it's a good business move. Number one, like be transparent. Like we're athletes, we need to make money. You know, um, when you're on a mayhem team, especially, you know, freedom and independence, like the, those had been established names before you're going to get uh, good deals. You're going to get more eyeballs. And like, she went from like 20,000 Instagram followers to 130. So obviously that, that means more deals and more stuff. And then just, for me, it would be, um, the training in the summer, like the real games training type stuff that I think would have been good just to, when it's part of a team, like, I think you may dig a little deeper too. And then you, when you take the floor, um, you have your teammates to help you out and carry you when you need it and you carry them when they need it. Um, so I think it would just made me a little bit fitter going into the next few years, but I can't complain because going head to head with Roman often is making me way fitter than I thought I'd be. So what has that done for your confidence? I know we joked with you last time you were on that getting beat every day by Roman, it doesn't have a psychological effect that you're always getting beat, but you told us like the numbers you see on the rower are surprising yourself. The numbers yeah. you're seeing that you're putting up are is surprising yourself. How much of a leap have you made from the 2022 season to the 2023? I feel like I made a huge leap um, just because like there's things that he's world-class at any machines, you know, uh, strongman stuff. And I've usually been pretty good at machines, not as much power output on it, but more like cardio type, like longer. And now power output on the machines is way better than it's ever been. Um, strongman was something I struggled with and like, truth be told, like there was, there was a strongman heavy workout that I was able to edge him out on. And that was like, like, Oh, like we had like 650 pound yoke carries in it. And that used to completely kill me. And he runs with the yoke. He doesn't do yoke carries. He does yoke runs. And I was able to stay with him on that. And so that, that was a big confidence booster. And then we've done Metcons with. 30 cleans at 315. And traditionally that would be like, I do, there's no way got through all 30 with no fails. Like that was a huge confidence booster. So last question before we get into this year's open, and that is, um, you have competed at Zalos games, um, where you suffered a minor injury. How are you feeling from that injury today? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, just like if I jump down off the rope and land like kind of flat footed, my knee kind of kills me, but I've done workouts in the last 
month where it has you know 100 pistols and i used to even before the injury i wouldn't do pistols in training because it just i didn't think the risk to reward was worth it um and i'd pull them out in competition and be fine at them um but this year i kind of want it to be something more that i can be good at rather than get through and i've done pistols and it's been fine so i think i think we're completely good from that so you work out with roman every day I talked to Jeff Adler yesterday who said that Roman is one of the funniest people Dude. he's ever met. <laughs> yeah. That um, at the games last year, every time he saw Lazar, he would say, like, if it was four pegboards, um, he would look good, look over at Lazar and go four, not three um, because of the bike incident um, in the first <laughs> event. And he would do that for every event, the rest of the games. Yeah, he. Uh, we joke around with him that we miss when he didn't know English because he he <laughs> loves us, man. He he's just a roasting machine. It's pretty funny though. Um, like if he's talking to somebody and he can tell they're kind of like half paying attention. Obviously for him, he's learning English, so like it needs to be like we're talking. And uh, so he was saying something. I think it was to Tyler, and he like didn't understand because he wasn't really paying attention. And then he goes, Tyler, you speak English. And then like just stuff like that. And then he, uh, if he's ever like saying something like come here and, or just like whatever, if he's wrong in some circumstance, like not his English, but like what he's trying to say is wrong. He'll be like, Oh no, no, no. I'm just practicing English. Like once he realizes he's wrong, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm just practicing my English. Gotcha. Like we were loading the bar and he was loading it wrong. I was like, Roman, that's the wrong weight. He's like, no, 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 it's the right weight. And I'm like, no, you need tens, not 15s. And he's like, Oh yeah, no, no. I'm just practicing my English. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess some of the people at CrossFit need to practice their English as well. They just stop trying to do kilo and stuff. Like, from what I understand, they get their stuff from Rogue for the event. Like that, it's not they don't get it from wherever they're at. Like if they're in a different country, they get it brought over there. So why are you doing kilos? Like I get that it's a foreign country. I get that's what they use, but you avoid that situation. So, no. Just so you know, the barbells were not rogue. I thought the plates were though. They may have been. I I know for a fact the barbells were not. Huh. I can't speak to the plates. They got them locally. Hey, that just seems yeah. Because the end cap was the color of a men's bar. Mm, okay. Um, but it was not. Uh, it was just another company. Like that, I don't know how that happens. You know, you've got people there. And realistically, if you're if you're working there, you should know the kilo conversion. Well, first of all, I've worked as a volunteer at several events. Yeah, yeah. I've been on the rogue team. You check all the weights. There is a head of equipment that checks all of the weights. Mm -hmm. And I can't speak for today's crew, but when I worked the games, Dave Castro walked the floor and checked all of the weights. Is that because when they did the 17.3 reloaded, they had the wrong weight on that in 17? I don't know. I wasn't there for that. Yeah, I mean, there's I can only speak to what I where I was for. There's definitely people that missed that. 
you know, like I don't really put that on the volunteers. I'm sure they were told to put something on the bar and they put it on the bar and it was wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think if I'm it was sure a volunteer, it would have been. What's that? I'm sure there weren't a lot of volunteers either, which is kind of where that shouldn't have happened. Like if there's like, you know, 50 people, like mistakes can happen. But for when you're only loading four bars, like you, how many people do you really need? If one bar was messed up, I would say it was a volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were all messed up. Mike, it came from a bad instruction. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so 21.3, you did it when? Friday afternoon. Okay. Did a full session right. in the morning and did it Friday afternoon. So just a normal part of your training day, you did a full training session in the morning you come in in the afternoon and you did 21.3. How did it feel? Felt good. Um, it hurt a little bit, uh, on the rower, second row, first row was fine. I, uh, I made the mistake of, I did it with Roman. Um, and I made the mistake of trying to hold his paces on the rower. Well, not his paces, but closer to his paces. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I am upset with how I paced it because I felt felt fine. Like I think the one mistake other than I did stop rowing at 50 cals on the second one, but I didn't get off. So we're good there. Um, so that cost me about 10 to 15 seconds total of including the transition. So I got eight total bar. I think I could have pushed for 20 something. Um, that was really stupid. I've never done anything like that. So I can, now I can kind of laugh at it. Um, but my muscle ups felt good. I think I should have held on longer because I haven't done short straps in over a year and it was short straps. So I did 11 out the gate and it felt phenomenal. And in my mind, I'm like, 11 is too big. Like I need to come down. And I came down and I looked up, I was like, you idiot should have stayed up. So I think I should have gone for maybe 14, six or 15, five. Um, so I could just have more time to row and then crank out some tone bar, but and this goes back to the same thing like that we were talking about earlier with Roman, like where I, I, I'm getting beat, but I see my progress. I had the goal of like nine to nine fifteen being my tie break time. And I had one power clean left and my judge, she was like, you're almost at eight minutes. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, I'm ahead of schedule. Usually it's like, they tell you your time. You're like, Oh, I gotta go. But that was like, Oh, I'm ahead of schedule right now that's good so that's another thing like get to see that kind of play out where it's like even sometimes i still underestimate um what i'm capable of on certain things and kind of kind of a confidence booster like he when the leaderboard's live i don't know if his scores up um you'll see how much he beat me by he put up unbelievable score but i was still still walked away with a lot of confidence yeah we're still 36 minutes away from lockdown of the leaderboard. Um, but you, so you put up with a major mistake, you put up um, what? 267? Eight. 268. 268. 268. That's, that's a pretty awesome score. Um, did you, in, so if you thought your tiebreak time was going to be a minute to a minute and a half later, did you anticipate getting that far in the workout? I think so. 
Um, because I didn't have a realistic expectation of what that second row feels like. Um, if I would have known how that second row feels, expecting to be nine minutes, I wouldn't have expected to get that far. Um, just because it's it's painful. I've never hurt like that on a rower before. Even like even when you're pulling like a time trial, like whether it's a two k, five k, whatever it is, it hurts after. Hurts a little during, but it's not like you're not cramping. I was cramping. I've never. I almost had to like pull back and just sit there for a second and let my body take a just five seconds, basically break the row. <laughs> um, I didn't, thankfully, but yeah, that was it snuck up on me and I wasn't ready for that, but yeah. Well, welcome to the welcome to the rest of our worlds where we do cramp on rows normally. That's that's something that's happened to me in the past, so I can relate. Um, I just have never gotten that far into a workout to experience it. It's not fun. So um, I I had the privilege, and I've told this story on some other shows, but I've had the privilege of one of the athletes recovering as a master's champion, 40 to 44, Rudy Berger. Um, oh. I filmed his workout on Saturday. Um he said in that second row that it went darker than he's ever went dark before where his blinking actually slowed down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's how we, it, how we knew it was further than he'd ever gone. Yeah. I, that's how I was. Um, I've, I've felt that before. I would say it was a tie for the most I've ever like pain and darkness I've ever been in, in a workout. And I, not to make an excuse or anything, but I think that's why I did 50 cows because when when you get to that point, we do 50 cow rows all the time in Metcons. So in my mind, I was thinking I split it into 15, 15, five, like different paces because that's what I always do in Metcons. And so I went 15, 15, 10, did I say 15, 15, five? I meant 15, 15, 10. Um, so that's what I was thinking and then like at 49, I just did like a little like 500 calories per hour pull and then just like set the handle in, went to pop the foot out, and it was like, go. I was like, what? And I like looked over and they're like, it's 60. I was like, it still didn't hit me. Still didn't know what they were saying. And I was like, oh, the rows. And I just started cranking. I was at like 1800 for those last 10. Cause I was like, now I'm going to have to really try hard to get back to this pull-up bar for the toad bar. Yeah. So how hard was it to restart the rower after you had stopped? <laughs> Harder than it normally is. I mean, think about it. Like yeah. it was, it was only three seconds of completely sitting there, but, and so the wheel's still turning. So usually when the wheel's still turning, you, it doesn't No, It felt like I was like, doing a cable row one rep max to start that thing off. And then it felt like I was doing that one rep max like three times. And then I just like, wasn't even bringing myself all the way in. Like I was just hands in, just pull back as hard as I can and don't even look just, I just had my eyes like up above the rower and I was like, she's going to tell me when it's 60. I don't want to know. So when you did get to 60 and you come off the rower, how were your legs to get from there to the bullet bar? think they were fine from what i remember um my lungs were on fire at that point um 
grip was hurting, but I knew because of that mistake, I wasn't going to have enough time that I was going to need to drop off the bar. So I just went over and did some speed toe to bar. Um, wanted to get 10. Um, I just didn't have enough time. Sucks. I think yeah, I could, I could have got 20. Yeah. I think, um, it's going to be interesting when my, when my video of Rudy comes out tomorrow, he was, he was staggering off the row and like, he, like his judge had to kind of direct him to where to go. And then he was facing the wrong way for the camera to make a valid video entry. So they like basically force pivoted him to face the camera to get back on the bar. Yeah, that was, I'm glad that I didn't make that mistake. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I ran and I, I don't know why I did, but I was thinking about it. I was like, I might get like an invalid score if I face away with my back to the camera. So like, as I'm running, I just turned and like popped up and kind of caught it as I was hopping back and just, just those little like butterfly leg toe to bar where you go sideways down and then, yeah, just trying to grind out as many as possible. Try to look like less. Well, that's awesome. So after you've been training with Roman after your 21, 23.1, what is your confidence? Because last year you were like last man into Atlas. Is your confidence that you will securely be one of the top 60 in the West? I, you know, I hope, um, there's always, for me, there's always that doubt. Um, and it sucks that there's that doubt, but even when I was in the teenagers and we knew I was going to make the games, it was like, but what if I don't? Cause I had had the heartbreak. I missed it by a tie break time the year before. And it's like, maybe I'm not, maybe I can't. It's like, maybe it was a fluke. Maybe, maybe I'm not good enough. But then it's like when the lead up to it isn't always, I'm not always thinking, oh man, I'm good enough. But when I'm in the moment and about to start the workout, it's like, this is, this is my workout. Like, I'm going to do what I need to do on this workout. I'm going to hurt as bad as I need to hurt to make it. So it's stressful. I'm working on it. I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, but in the moment, it's good thoughts. Um, but the buildup, sometimes it's like, man, I don't know. Maybe I'm not good enough. And it's like last year, yeah. if you look at my quarterfinals finishes, if, you would, if I would have had the same average as my four that weren't the lift, I would have been easily in the top 100. So it's like is the barbell going to do it to me again this year? And I've worked on my strength a lot. I feel like I'm stronger than ever for sure. But it's like, what happens if, you know, there's always that. And that's why I'm just working every day to try to build that confidence. Well, let's dive into that next week. Yeah. Um, we'll be doing this again, same time, same channel, uh, Monday at seven. Um, I want to thank you, Logan. Congratulations on 23.1. Great score. Um, good, solid finish. Definitely to get you to quarterfinals. Yeah. You know, you don't need top 10%. You're, you're, you're strongly in that for sure. Um, and then all this gets wiped out and we get to start again at quarters. But we'll talk to you next week. I want to thank you for jumping on. And will you be in Colorado all week this week? Yeah, I'll be here for a while, like very long time. Okay. 
So we will check in uh, to see what you're doing over there in Colorado. And everybody else, join us next week as we talk to Logan at 7 o'clock uh, Eastern time uh, here on the channel. And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Media 2020 Athlete, 2023 Athlete um, Focus.